You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. You'll notice here in Proverbs 13, 15, the latter clause, a key word is unfaithful. A person that is unfaithful, biblically and theologically speaking, is a person that does not live the way God told people to live. Just that simple. In Habakkuk, Romans, and other books in Scripture, whether directly said or implied, God was plain. When it comes to the just, we are to live by faith. When you're unfaithful, you don't live by faith. We have connotations and denotations of faith that are very clear in Scripture, such as Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. An unfaithful person does not have hope embedded in him or her to the point to where he or she trusts God to do what he or she does not see. An unfaithful person knows what the word says but will not trust God to manifest the promise. Therefore, an unfaithful person does not believe in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, which clearly states all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. If you're unfaithful, you don't believe that. Bottom line, an unfaithful person, instead of hoping and expecting God to fulfill what is unseen, he or she does not walk by faith but sight. Walk by feelings. Walk by what is literally before him or her. But 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 is very clear. If we're just, we are not to walk by sight, but 
faith. Because sight, feelings, figurative, figuratively speaking, are, are good. It's good to literacy. It's good to have feelings. It's good to be able to touch this, that, and the other. Your senses are important, but your senses can also be untrue. Have you ever thought you've seen something but found out that it was not the case? I know that's a such and such, but the closer you got to that thing, no, that ain't what I... Senses can be a good thing, but can also be untrue. We can't live by that. The just do not walk by sight. We live by faith. An unfaithful person also has a problem with preachers. Especially God-ordained preachers. Even though they may come to church every now and then, they still have a problem with preachers. Unless the preacher is saying what they want to hear. But see, understand this. Uh, according to Romans, the 10th chapter, the 14th verse, and following, you're going to have to have a preacher. But an unfaithful person, look, I can read for myself. I heard what the preacher had to say, but, but see, Romans 10 and 14 and following again says, In part, how shall they hear without a preacher? But then you don't want to listen to just anybody. You want to make sure it's a God preacher. God ordained preacher. True? So Paul went on to say, how shall he preach unless he'd been sent? Figuratively speaking, sent means to be anointed of God. Remember what Jesus said? God has anointed me to what? Preach the gospel. And then he talked about going, being sent. A preacher that sent is anointed. How shall he preach unless he's been sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet. Of those that preach what? The gospel. And then finally in Romans 10 and 17 he says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You got to hear it. You can't read and get what you need. You can get something helpful, but you can't get all that God has ordained for you to have. So then faith comes by. And keeping it in context, hearing who? Hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God from an anointed or sent preacher. But an unfaithful person will not agree with that. I 
I said an unfaithful person will not agree with that. Now, as a child of God, a word can step on your toes. And if you allow or make the decision, you can go from being a person of faith to sitting in a seat of an unfaithful person. You can actually get upset because something that was proclamated pricked your heart. But instead of you asking the question like they did in Acts 2, what do I need to do? You can get upset and you will take a seat in the place of the unfaithful. You don't want to do that. One thing about the word, it's going to hit everybody. You know where it's going to start? Right here. It has to start with the preacher. The preacher has to be the first one whose heart is pricked. Has to be the first one that lives according to what is proclamated. One reason, 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, is clear when Paul said to the church, look, I want you to imitate me, but you imitate me as I imitate Christ. Is Christ the word? Yeah. I said, is Jesus the word? Yeah. yeah, according to John 1, 1 and following. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Then John 1 and 14 says, and the word became flesh or Jesus. But an unfaithful person does not want to do what I'm telling you. Now, an, an unfaithful person is also a person that is not about pleasing God. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to him must Believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them or those that diligently seek him. When you want to please God, you will do all that's within your power to make him happy. You will pray. You'll be committed to ministry. You'll be committed to doing what's right on your job, at your house, uh, with your business, and so forth. Your, your life will be alive to well when God looks at it. He sees diligence, and he'll turn around, and he'll reward you. Again, Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so I, I've, I've took time for you to really understand what it is to be an unfaithful person. How many understand what I've said? Let's go further. 
Proverbs 13 and 15 says, the way of the life of the unfaithful is hard. Life ain't hard, biblically speaking, even though folk will try to make you think that. Put up posters. No. The way of the unfaithful is hard. Now, based upon the definitions I have given you of the unfaithful, the reason the life of the way of the unfaithful is hard is because it's a cursed life. When you do in contrast to the will of God, you under a curse. See, saved folks know that even, even if I go through trials, I'm still blessed. Even if all that can go wrong takes place, I'm still blessed. And you got Bible to back you. You can go to, you got a whole book to back that up. Job. 42 chapters to back up. Even when it gets tough, challenging, it's still going to work out for you. Then you got one scripture in Romans 8 and 28 that tells you all things going to work out for you. Why? Because you love God. But when you're unfaithful, your way or your life going to be hard. Reason be, you're under a curse. You're under a curse. You don't think, talk, and do according to what is written and revealed. You don't want to hear what God's preacher has to say. And so you've chosen the heart of the cursed way. Don't want to diligently seek God. You've chosen the cursed way. Believe his prophet, so sure you, you don't want to believe his prophet. You want to do what you feel, so you choose the hard way, which is a curse way. Am I biblical? I hope you follow me. It's very important. And so if the way of the unfaithful is hard, it's because it's a cursed way. How you going to receive true benefits from God and you going against God? Now you have many that will help you that don't like God anyway. And you can call other cursed folks who try to help you along a blessing and they may be from a human standpoint but it's not God's blessings see folk can bless you but can't nobody 
bless you like God bless you. Solomon so understood it to where he penned in Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of who? The Lord. That means if God blesses you, other folks can do things to make you happy. One of the primary definitions of, of bless is happy. Even mean folk get happy. Even folk that, that think, talk, and do in contrast to God's will get happy. Ella White talked about how he used to gamble and, and that was his thing. He would get happy when, when he won money and probably counted it as a blessing, but it didn't come from God. Even if he left with a pocket full of money from the gambling table, counted as he was going, guess what? It wasn't God. It's in contrast to God. It's a work of the flesh. And according to Galatians 5, when you're working in the flesh, God's blessing is not there. And so when you're cursed, when you've chosen the hard way, It's a way that's not going to end well. Cursed folk die and go to hell. It ain't no cursed folks in heaven. Cursed folks die and go to hell. God is not going to let nobody in that's, that's thinking, talking, and doing in contrast to his will. Everybody don't like this type of preaching. But we need to know the truth. Not based upon your opinion, my opinion, or somebody else's opinion. We need to know the truth based upon the scripture. That way we're not going to be debating. We're just going to be going by the word. Let every man be a liar. But let God be true. Free than Jesus boldly call himself the truth. John 14 and 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Told us what the truth would do or what he would do. He said, you will know the truth. If you just continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will make you Free. Because when you curse, you're bound. You got chains on your mind. Chains on your mouth. Chains just covering you from your crown to the sole of your feet. That's the reason when God saved us, he had to break all the chains. Because we were bound, wasn't we? 
headed straight to hell. But didn't he free you right? Didn't God free you right? The truth will make you free. And so we, we don't want to be to the point to where it's hard because we curse. We don't want that. And we don't want to be around folk. That are under a curse. At least not all the time. You got to be around people, but but some folk, I, I don't like to be around folk. I know they cursed. Oh, yeah, like you do. Even God, when all is said and done, he ain't going to let nobody curse come in heaven. He don't want to be around. Because there are certain things that, that you have to understand about unfaithful folk. Biblically speaking, I'm only going to show you a couple of things. I want to start in Second Chronicles. I want to show you the influence and the power of unfaithful folks. Go with me to Second Chronicles. Now go to your table of content because I don't want you to fake this. I want you to go home and say, well, pastor said, I didn't see it, but he said, no, I want you to see this. Second Chronicles 28. Y'all still feel pretty good? I feel pretty good myself. Second Chronicles 28, verse 19. This, this is a trait of an unfaithful, accursed person person that has chose the hard way. Ready? Second Chronicles 28, 19. For the Lord brought Judah low because of Ahaz, king of Israel. For he had encouraged moral decline in Judah and had been continually help me to who? Now he brought Judah low because of the influence that Ahaz had upon them. They were blessed, but he had to take his blessing off them. If you humble yourself, you will be exalted. But if you don't, I'll bring you low. Judah got to thinking in contrast to God's word. Got to thinking, hey, what Ahaz is saying, hey, it's something to that. Because, see, that, there are certain people that, that have a tongue of words that can actually get to somebody's heart to the point to where 
he or she would choose to do wrong instead of right. There are some influential people that, that can actually cause a Holy Ghost filled person. Who knows right to do wrong. <laughs> some of us should have shouted hallelujah. Woo, get nosy for me. Ask somebody, have you ever seen somebody that was influenced to do the wrong thing even though they knew right? Woo, you, you heard I told you to ask them, have they ever seen somebody? You don't want to ask them if they ever been. No, you don't, don't go there. Get this. He had been constantly un, unfaithful to God. And he calls his unfaithfulness to spread throughout Judah. To the point to where they started choosing wrong instead of right had a moral, notice this, a moral decline. The, the sad thing is that Judah at the particular time, uh, their government, society, and so forth, was all based upon the word. But Ahaz was like, hey, I, I know God got this thing set up. He allowed the prophets, the seals, the judges and so forth to put all this together. But I want to do a little sin, sin, sin. But I don't want to do it by myself. So I'm going to make sure it goes viral. I want it to be wide spread. And folk can be so weak to where people can put something out there to where they will actually allow a person's influence to be greater than the spirit of God's influence on the inside of them. And all of us at one time or another probably have been guilty. But saints of God, we are in a time now to where we got to stick to the word. Say to somebody for me, the best place to be and the safest place to be is in God's word. I was talking to somebody said, you know, every time I get around so-and-so, I end up doing something I ain't got no business doing. I said, well, why you hang around? Man, that kinfolk. I don't care if that's kinfolk. It's kinfolk causing you to go down. You need to cut them loose and get yourself built up. See, when you build up yourself according to scripture, it has to be in faith.
Jude told the saints, the brethren, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You got to build yourself up. And if you hanging around folk that pull you down, it's time to cut loose. That person or that thing that's hindering you. That's even your children. If your children cause you to do in contrast to the word. Especially if they grown. Mamas ain't going to like me right now because mamas will stick with them grown children. They, them grown children be just as wrong and wrong can be. Out of the will of God, mama make you. How in the world your child do it right? You know that ain't. Well, you ain't seeing it the way. I'm, yeah, I'm seeing it the way. It need to be seen. children got too much hold on you. I done lost my women now. Oh, Lord. Women with children. Woo! I know he's 50, but that's still my baby. I better go on to the next scripture. In the name of Jesus. Proverbs 11. You don't let nobody bring you low. You don't do that. Yeah. You love, your, you love your spouse the way the Bible tells you to love your spouse. But when your spouse trying to take, take you down a path that God ain't leading you, you go, hey, boo, go by yourself. <laughs> Is that what you want to do? Don't let nothing nor nobody take you down a path. God had not dang you to go down. And quit trying to fix it when you know it's wrong. Woo, let's give God the praise. Woo! Y'all, that's a holiness preacher up there. Yeah, he holy. He just straight Bible. Notice Proverbs 11 and 3. Proverbs 11 and 3. The latter clause. The perversity of the unfaithful, notice this, will destroy them. What is perversity according to the text? It's when a person continues to think, talk, and do. What's wrong? Persistent. 
at indulging in, in evil. Doing what's, what's wrong. He says it's going to destroy them. Now notice. Solomon said this before Paul penned Romans 6 and 23. When Paul said the wages of sin is death. Perversity. I ask God to forgive me every night no matter how much wrong I do. Forgiveness is not repentance. There's a distinction between forgiveness and repentance. We do need to ask God for forgiveness. But repentance is when you not only ask him to forgive you, but you leave that and, and go Another route. That's repentance. Should we ask for forgiveness? Yes. But asking for forgiveness ain't going to keep you out of hell. The wages of. You asking but you ain't changing. Except you be born again, which is a real change. You shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Paul asked the question to the church, shall we continue in sin? Certainly not. How shall we who are Dead to it. Are we dead to it? Because if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Old or dead things have passed. Look, that girl sure do think different. She sure do talk different. You know, she used to be the first one at the club, but she don't even go to the club no more. She done been saved. Be in the parking lot of the club, wait for him to open it up. Ready to get your dance and sweat on. <laughs> I said, ready to get your dance and sweat on. Let the hell go out at the church. Woo! Complaint from wall to wall. Every section. But back in the day, went in the club knowing they didn't have no air condition. Went in the club knowing you were going to sweat out that how do you just got earlier in the day. Woo! Somebody in here know what I'm talking about. If we had folks as dedicated as they were back then to God now. Yeah. 
we would have a church on fire. Some of the young folks like, well, every club I went into, it was air conditioned. I, I don't understand. Yeah, but some of y'all do. Ain't that right, Senior Minister Beasley? And Prophetess Beasley. What about it, Deacon Holland? <laughs> but we have to understand that when a person is perverse, that's an unfaithful person. And you can be around folk that you know perverse. All they want to do is wrong. All they talk about doing is wrong. You can even be around a person in church that, ha ha that has allowed a spirit of perversity to get a hold to them. What do you mean, Pastor? They always talking about what's wrong. It's always about wrong. Never about what's right. There's something wrong with that. Y'all okay? This ain't too tough for y'all, is you, you know, because the subject is the hard way. And I got to drill it so if you, you been down the path of the hard way or if you own the path of the hard way, you're going to sever that today. Amen? Let's give God the praise so we go further. Some of us know that the hard way is in truth a way of people that are unfaithful. Because we live that way. We understand what, what James penned that the pleasure of sin is just for a moment. Couldn't wait for the weekend, but then the weekend went by just like that. Then right back to being unhappy. Until what we used to call hump day. Hump day come, we get a little more joy. Man, we almost there. Where y'all going this weekend? Oh, man, we going to the do drop, and then we later on, we're going to go by the men club. We've been thinking about champ, though, because you know they're going to have such and such. Well, man, I'm tired of this stuff in character. I'm going to underground. I need me two or three lap dances this weekend. <laughs> and we go and do what we said. But it never quite turned out. The way we thought it. 
Because the way of the unfaithful is the hard way. Say to your neighbor, there is an alternative. There's an alternative. The major antithesis of hard is easy. Woo! Easy. You done tried the hard way, now it's trying for the easy way. Biblically and theologically speaking, tell your neighbor the easy way is the Jesus way. I said the easy way is the Jesus way. You ain't got to steal to get no money. All you got to do is, is, is get on the path of the Jesus way. You ain't got to snort. You ain't got to drink to be happy. All you got to do is You ain't got to be low down and try to trick this person out of this, that, and the other. No, all you got to do is get on the Jesus way. You ain't got to cuss folk out when you get mad. That's the hard way because somebody might turn around and shoot you. The alternative is the Jesus way. Got to go on, but tell your neighbor the Jesus way is the easy way. Oh, ask somebody, have you tried the easy way? Tell them the easy way is the Jesus way. Oh, look at somebody say, the easy way, Jesus way. Look at somebody that say, easy way, Jesus way. Life is easy. Because of Jesus. Don't believe life. Is hard. Let me prove it now. Let's go to Matthew. Lord have mercy. Matthew chapter 11. You can't believe everything that's being said. Are posted. Matthew 11 and 29. And don't just believe my opinion. Believe the word. That's what I'm giving you. Because at the end of the, end of the day. Your opinion. My opinion. Don't mean nothing. Heaven and earth shall. But not the word. Matthew 11. We'll start at verse 29. Jesus said. Take my Yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me. Let me teach you something. Let me show you something. How does he teach? Directly and indirectly. How does he want folk to learn one way from pastors? Jeremiah Penn in Jeremiah 3 and 15. As he prophesied for God, I'll give you shepherds according 
my heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. They're going to learn. They're going to learn you something. Take my yoke. Connect with me. Take my yoke on you and learn from me. That's what the yoke is. It, the yoke connects literally an animal to a person that's on a wagon. A person back in, in the day that, that's behind a plow. The yoke is on the animal and the person is, is holding the lines that come from the yoke and tell the animal G-Mule Ooh, I done went way back on y'all. You should have seen them young folk digging up. What did they say? Whoa, mule. Whoa, whoa, whoa. G mule. Go. And guess what? They so connected to where the person behind the plow and the mule, they're so yoked together, connected to where they can go up together, then turn around and come back together and do the same thing on acres and acres of land. And, you, and when you see what's going on, you'll know that whoever did that, they had to have a good connection. And see, that's what Jesus was saying. Connect with me. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me. From me. And see, every, every God-ordained pastor, that's what he wants. It, it shouldn't be about him. It's about God. Paul, Paul so understood it again. I quoted it earlier. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. You got to learn. And, and in order to truly learn things, you got to unlearn all the things. You got to change your methods, your habits, your surroundings, if you're truly going to learn. You, you can't learn the way you, you need to learn. If, if somebody's trying to teach you about being positive, you can't keep hanging around negative folk. If somebody's trying to teach you how you can prosper, you can't keep hanging around folk that are slowful, that don't want to do better in life. You got to cut them folk loose. Say, hey, to them, how you doing? But you can't hang around folk that ain't going nowhere if you truly want to go somewhere. Got to let it go. Woo. Y'all stay with me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest 
is so hard. You will find rest for your souls. Keep teaching Jesus. Okay, Walker. Thank you. For my yoke is easy. My yoke, my way is easy. <laughs> easy? <laughs> yeah. And get this. And my burden is light. See, we make life hard because of our unfaithfulness. Jesus, he could be going through something horrendous, but you couldn't tell it. Even on the cross, you, you you couldn't tell that he was going through something like that if you looked at his attitude about it. Pilate was just bragging on, hey, I got the power. I can free Jesus. You couldn't do nothing if, if, if my father didn't give you. He was just as cool, calm. Why? He did not allow life to rule him. He stayed in the place that God had ordained for him to stay. And as children of God, we got to be the same way. Even though you're having a horrendous day, your mind needs to stay on the word. Why? He who keeps his mind stay upon me will be in perfect peace. You're going to be in perfect. It's not going to be hard for you. Just keep your mind. Yeah, well, it should be hard for you because you ain't got your mind on me. But if you keep your mind on me, I'll make sure you have perfect peace. For my yoke is easy. My way is easy. And it is. Tells us things like, hey, acknowledge me in all your ways and I'll just direct your path. Hey, don't you even worry about death. It's once appointed for somebody to die. That's that's just part of the process. Hey, don't even worry if you don't have the money to do this, that, and the other and, and you need this, that, and the other. All you got to do is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things will be added unto you. Well, you know, I ain't got no, I need some money, but I ain't got nothing to invest. In. So, look, all you got to do is give me 10% and, 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 and an offering and I'll open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing. You won't even have room to receive. Well, I ain't got nobody to ask that can help me. Well, listen to this. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and I'll open it up for you. For everyone that asks, everyone that knocks, everyone that seeks. Say to your neighbor, it's easy. But we allow situations and folks to cause us to think it's hard. Man, life hard. 
not with Jesus. Jesus said, I have come. Why? That you may have life. And that more abundantly. Say to your neighbor, you got to quit thinking that life is hard. But look at another neighbor and say, life going to be hard if you're unfaithful. But if you're faithful, oh, if you're faithful. Look at all Joe went through, but look at what, what caused, look at how his faith caused him to be restored completely. Look at all the woman with the issue of blood went through for so many years. But then look at what her faith calls to happen in her life. Look at how blind Bartimaeus was, was on the street begging. But then look at how a life of faith in Jesus caused all of that to be erased. And we, we got testimony after testimony in scripture as well as in, in the sanctuary of how God has, has blessed folks bountifully. It's folks crying all around us. But we are, we are shouting, we are happy. Why? God has yet been blessing us. He has yet been moving. If you're faithful. I'm talking even in trouble he's been blessing you. Even in trouble he's been blessing you. Why? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. My yoke is what? It only becomes stressful when you get out the wheel. That's the reason the best place to be is in the will of God. And the safest place to be is in the will of God. And I'm going to stop. Let's get the Lord a hand of prayer.